Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. We are, we are all good except... Uh, Recording except, in progress. Except Nick. Nick doesn't look good. Nick looks like death. He always kind of looks like that. <laughs> Is that why he's wearing that Black Panther shirt? He's dying. No. Oh. Snap. Too soon. Ah. It wasn't a joke about the queen. Oh, no, Cam! Cam was the first one. Cam was the first one to make a joke about the queen uh, yesterday. Before before she yeah before she died, he's like you know it doesn't seem like she's doing so so well. Uh, he's like uh, might be getting a cheeky day off of work work soon. <laughs> I uh, yeah. As soon as I heard she was sick this time, I was like. 96 is a good run. 96 is indeed a good Very good, good run. And That's to good and to uh the to the United Kingdom and those that are filthy royalists now I'm joking to the United Kingdom and everyone that is uh dealing with the loss, hey, you know. <laughs> thoughts thoughts from your former uh former awesome uh, prayers. You know, thoughts from your former like subjects that, you know, beat beat you off with uh farmers and and pitchforks. So and look what you did with it. Look what you've done with it. <laughs> oh, look come at hold on, hold now, on, now we're just hold beating on, ourselves with pitchforks. Yeah, I know. We we, <laughs> we we are we are that. But but let let's you know when when it comes to to world affairs, what what you guys did with your your imaginary lines all through throughout the Middle <laughs> East after World oh War, my God. that really set the stage for some stuff. Look, so <laughs> look, here's all I'm gonna say. It's a meme from It's Always Sunny. Or the meme where it's like, I don't care. You know what? I don't care either. And that was my response to the queen dying. Ruby showed it to me. It's like, yeah, I saw that. I don't. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, no. I mean, there are people that are that are upset about it, rightly so. Big part of the world. She did do a lot of like good uh, uh, attention to things, and you know, to her, the family that definitely loved her and stuff in the country and loved her. I it, I respect it. You know, I don't I don't generally as as politically assholeish as I can be. In general, I do not uh, like to dance on on graves. Especially of like leaders, because you know, yeah, kind of, kind of, but I it does depend on the per- person. <laughs> but I do enjoy humor. Humor is different than being, uh, being outright, you know, vulgar unless said person deserved it. Oh, um, I'm gonna you, leave it you there. Joke about anything. It depends on the joke. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Hi, Danny. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna hey, be fun. Well, Breaking Geek Radio, the politics. The politics. Our first ever queenless show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Think right? about it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the politics, the premier flagship and international <laughs> podcast of the Genreverse Podcast Network, powered by LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and with me this week, we get three of the lives, not four of the lives. That's our curse. So minimum two, maximum three. You can't have four because you're greedy. I'm joined by Danny K. Bartlett and Nick Dahl. Gents, what's going on? Yo. 
Good afternoon, good evening, and wherever you are in the world. Listening to this podcast on this sad day as we've lost a member of the royal family, the pivotal member of the royal family, and moving on. Oh, I was ready for you to roll into like a BBC style, like, um, here we go, Sky News. Oh, we're moving on, we're moving on. Kyle on the ones and twos. Kyle, what's going on? Nothing. Hanging out. Playing with the stream deck that doesn't work because OBS updated, so I'm off on the side trying to play, get these damn buttons working again. But you guys are good. I can manually click buttons on OBS. It's just frustrating. All right. We're, we're sad. We're clicking buttons. We are in different parts of the world. We're doing things. Our broken fellowship as it is, we're going to try and have a conversation with you all about the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. I hate that title. It's it's cumbersome. Two rings in a row. It's just, that's lame. All that money, couldn't Why figure Friday out night? do it better. <sighs> Wait, so episode three dropped today of that show. Have you guys seen episode three? No. Uh, well, this Nick? afternoon. Okay. Uh, I only asked because I saw the first 30 minutes of it. It is a 70-minute episode. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll oh, sneak wow. this one in before the podcast. 70 fucking minutes. So no, there was no sneaking. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, the fellowship, we've got some news. We've got lots of news, actually. Uh, we've got several trailers. We're going to start with that as is our tradition. Uh, so first up, what's the first trailer, Nick? We got, you were quite excited about this one. Was it Picard or Black Adam? Black Adam? No, it was the, oh. uh, I don't Come even on, remember Nick. the title of it. God Wendell it, and... Wendell and Wild. Well, Wendell no, and I Wild. know the Wendell part. Like, you want to say, like, a different Wendell name. and Wild. I, I set yeah. it up for you. I tried to, like, toss it to you, like, so many say, dragon's eggs on a bridge, but you're just, like, not catching I was trying it. to show right. it to my roommate yesterday, yeah. and I had to search Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele to pull up the trailer because I couldn't remember Danny the gets title the of the movie. So, yeah, we've got a film. It is in the, the Nightmare Before Christmas slash Coraline style, which makes sense. Right, because this is a film that is coming to us from director Henry Selleck, who is the director of those two films. Uh, it also comes to us from the mind of Jordan Peele. And this is a film that's going to drop Halloween-ish time frame. Mm-hmm. So it'll be just in time for that. And it is of that same stop motiony animation, more akin probably to Coraline than um, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Nick, you said something on the on the on the discords about this trailer. You said that you hoped that it had more substance than Coraline. Tell me what you meant by that. Um, I loved watching Coraline. I've only seen it once, though, because they're really I don't remember anything happening in that entire movie. Like, I mean, it is a short story. Of course, I think it's by Neil Gaiman. Even it is, um, it is. But it's like it still feels like, yeah, of course, it still feels like it's twelve pages of script. Just you know, it's. I love the stop motion, but the same thing as a lot of like CGI movies, where it's like, look at all the things we can do. I guess the closest comparison is Star Trek: The Motion Picture, where you get all kinds of beautiful stuff, and there's like five plot points the entire film. That's how yeah. Coraline felt, which is very different than Nightmare Before Christmas or the films he produces like Kubo and the Two Strings or uh, Paranorman mm. and all those feel, you know, stuffed and good. So I'm hoping that Jordan Peele as a co-writer will bring something to this more than just 
stop motion visuals. We'll find out because Danny, you weren't too pleased with at least the back half of Nope. So I still given that this it. is coming from the mind of Jordan Peele, um, and I think it's yeah. actually co-written by uh, Henry Selick as well. Yeah, it is. How do you feel about this film? Did you see well, this? Well, I, I haven't. Yeah, I didn't see the trailer. I was. I, I'm sad. I missed this one now. But based on what you just said, with its and with its, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, it's set up. Yeah, thank. Um, but then what Nick said. But based on what you were saying, who's involved and what what the story is potentially like. I'm actually quite intrigued, but I'm kind of kind of glad I haven't seen the trailer now, and I, maybe I can go in completely blind when it drops. Is it a big screen or is it a Netflix? Uh, streaming? So this is Netflix. I forgot to mention the two be... demons are played by Jordan Peele, uh, Key and Peele are the main voices of the two demons that's named after, which is also oh, fun to so have. So based, back. yeah, based on everything that's been said about who's involved with it, I'm actually quite keen for it. I really enjoyed Coraline. I think I, I think. In hindsight, I think I remember enjoying Coraline more than I did um, A Nightmare Before Christmas, but for different reasons. But man, is it dark. It, it, Coraline is dark and, and, and you know, pretty sad, but a fantastic film nonetheless. But when you said that it was written um, by... Um, uh, Salik oh, or Peel? Peel, based on the fact that I didn't enjoy... Um, um, nope, as much as I hoped I would, or certainly the the final act, the final third, a little so bit nervous. Ryan. However, yeah, when you said it was co-written by the um, uh, the other the director as well, I think maybe those fears are alive. Um, I think I I think I'm going to remain happy and excited about this film. I'd love to see stop motion again, as much as I enjoy the animation we see now, the CGI stuff, etc. I do like that old style, and so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, you know, I love the Ardman films with the stop motion plasticine stuff. I, I really enjoy watching yeah. those kind of films too. So I don't think they'll ever go old as long as the story is good and they're generally lots of fun. I don't think it really matters. So I'm, I've got hold out for this. I will check out the trailer. Obviously, I'm not going to ignore it, but uh, I'm excited <laughs> by it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to say about as you. Is it Halloween? Mm. Did you say, Jonesy? Is it? Yeah, I think it's about that time frame. Film, so, so next month then, right? Yeah, so October twenty. So it's going to have a limited theatrical release on October twenty first, and it will drop on okay. Netflix on the twenty eighth. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'll be um, there. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Danny. I I enjoyed Coraline as well. I'm generally a person that enjoys Neil Gaiman's works, um, and so given that this is in the same vein and written by uh, two people whose work I generally enjoy, I'm looking forward to this. Um, cool. Trailer looks kind of fun. Uh, I am glad to see Key and Peel on screen together again. You know the limited stuff that they did in Toy Story. Funny. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm looking to see how this is going to turn out here. Hoping it's good. Yeah. I just want to make Nick feel more lonely. I too love Coraline, the whole thing, and think it does have substance. And so does Christine. And so we're we're pretty stoked about this as well. <laughs> cool. The Island of Nick Doll. Mm. <laughs> mm. well let's get let's move on to something that i think all of us enjoy uh glass onion which is the sequel mm. to knives out so we're going to get a, another film in this series i'm kind of sad that jeremy's not here because i think while i think all of us generally like it he seemed to be the most amped about it from my recollection um i don't know why but whatever um so nick 
Yeah, I think that's probably it. I, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Nick, we've been waiting for this for years. And so as someone who is a fan of death of the Nile, a death on the Nile, mm. um, without more information about this movie, which one do you think is going to be better? This movie. Mm. Why? By Ryan Johnson. Oh, wow. His, <laughs> um, I love his, like, I keep bringing it up. I brought up last week or That's yeah, well, I was on jammer last week. People need to start like goddamn watch the brothers bloom for Christ's sakes. You really see he like that's the this this feels like the same universe as the brothers bloom and those and these two films are my favorite of his catalog and he's always been clever. Um, love brick. Wow. Um, Looper's interesting concept. It's but it's way different. Like this is more his style. Like I said, this is very close to a brothers bloom. Um, and just, I don't know, he's so good at writing those. I won't even bring up his other film, because we all have differing opinions and never bring up SW on the show unless you really want even Kyle to jump on and talk about it. Because um, <laughs> I actually happened last week when we were discussing something unrelated. Um, but yeah, I just, I love that. Uh, I mean, his writing style, especially in um, Brothers Bloom and knives out is just so great um the different characters i can't wait to see how he brings these different actors together as different you know just oddballs that kind of like you know fit together and act off each other and it's like it's nice mystery and stuff so yeah okay. definitely more excited for something with more of a modern ryan johnson fresh take than something based off an agatha christie book though i did enjoy death in the nile okay all right uh, Danny, did you get a chance to see this trailer? Yeah, yeah. I love so just going to the trailer in itself. I love the way the trailer looks. Uh, if say anything about his his films, the one that we won't mention looks beautiful. And again, this trailer looks beautiful. The way that the, it's shot and framed, and the colors and everything, and the even the outfits, the the costumes look like crazy, wacky, but still fairly normal in the in the sense. It's 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 amazing how much attention to detail he seems to give and because it's an unknown property like unlike Agatha Christie novels yes they could change them a little bit but we kind of know if you've read the books obviously you kind of know who the killer is in the end but this one right. it could be it could be obviously anybody and part of the fun is it's going to be figuring out who it is and whether or not we just had a load of clues in that trailer I've got a feeling that someone's already dissected it and said this this <laughs> and this and this means that it was this person that did it you wait and see so but because Ryan Johnson seems to really, really seem to care and love this little series of films that it looks like he's going to make in this world, I'm super stoked by it because I just know I'm just not going to, I don't think I'm going to get anything I've ever seen before. I think it's going to be fresh and neat and the dialogue's going to be cool and the, and the characters are all going to be fun in their own little ways. And so, yeah, for a film that's not an action blockbuster kind of thing, I'm, I'm excited about it. In fact, to the point where I've probably will not watch another trailer because I don't want to be given any more hints and tips about who it is, no matter how subtle or unsubtle they are. But I think it looks great. I'm excited by it. And I've been a Ryan Johnson fan for pretty much most of his films, bar one. Um, and again, going to have to agree with you again about the trailers. I, I think you and I are in the same boat as far as trailers kind of spoiling too much especially like it's harder to do that in an action movie um but certainly here with a mystery like you don't want to see the thing that's going to tip you off as to who the person might be um and it's funny because i think it was knives out the first time where we got the 
technology reveal, right? That Apple doesn't let bad guys use certain types yeah. of phones. Mm. Like they won't let them use that phone. So I know people are looking out for that. Uh, we've got a huge cast in this one to include Daniel Craig. So we've got Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, uh, Madden Klein, who I'm not sure who that is, Kate Hudson and Dave Batista. I was in my mind, like you said, breaking down the trail, I'm looking at these people trying to figure out, like, okay, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? And then with Death on the Nile, I'm like, okay, is it the two of you? Who is it? <laughs> um, and so given that Ryan Johnson is someone that likes to subvert expectations, I'm curious, is it just going to be someone that we haven't seen or something we don't know? I'm really curious yeah. about that. Um, and so I yeah. like the idea, again, that this is not a known property and they could just go completely off the reservation with what's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm excited for this, too. Uh, this is, again, another Netflix property now, and this one's going to drop on 23 December. So not a long wait to uh, Wouldn't see, it be even though I think this is the if, first trailer we got. If it's always a Avenger, in quotes. So I guess in this one, so, if it's a Marvel So it have to be Batista. Could, yeah, unless Edward Norton did play the Hulk once. Uh, and, yeah. and if you could just go MCU. But Catherine he's a completely Hall, different person, it. like literally. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that would be hilarious. I think it's, I think it's Kate Hudson that's going to be um, topped off, though. Yeah, I did see this on the trailer. I would be down. If it was Agatha, yeah, exactly. Well, that would be genius. Well, we all knew it was Agatha all along. We all knew that. <laughs> you heard it here first. It was Catherine Hahn. Did Dave Batista have a line in the trailer where he's like, when does the murder party start? Yeah. Like Edward Norton just gives him a look. It's It looks funny. Yeah. Yeah, they, they all look, like you said, I like that they all seem to have their own little thing going on. So I, I'm excited for this one as well. Yeah. So we'll see. Guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. So we got another trailer. Hmm? Oh, yeah. So you'll like this one. This will be interesting. So we got a new trailer. A new trailer? Is it a new trailer? I don't remember. Did we need a trailer? I, we might have missed it. So anyway. Um, so... I don't think anybody on this show, our show, Bring You Greater Podcast, has been a fan of the certainly the last season of Picard. I think generally we're all kind of ho-hum about it. You were a fan yeah. of the last season? Jesus Christ. Is there anything yeah. that you don't Maybe. like? Name some stuff that you don't like. What? D- it's hard. You see. You see. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> So in <laughs> on Star Trek Day, we got uh, a new trailer for the third season of Picard, which will also be the final season. And so they could have titled this one The Search for Crusher, right? So we get the old crew of the Enterprise. <laughs> they are looking for uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher, who is wearing an old school Wrath of Khan jacket. So um, we get to see everyone from the Enterprise D sans data and... I'm going to start out with this one. What I think is interesting is I have thought that this show has done nostalgia bits well, and I've probably said this on the show before. And so it's fascinating to me that one, I think in the opening shot, we get to see Beverly Crusher. We get to see the Ratha Khan jacket. And so we're already kind of in the, the mode like, yes, yes. And we got to see um, other stuff like, Nick, you can correct me. Actually, but I think both of you probably could. I think this is the first canonical live action version of a USS Titan we've gotten, right? Mm-hmm. We saw it in Lower Decks, 
I don't think we'd seen it we any saw other time. Very briefly in uh, at the end of season one, uh, where everyone shows up at the last minute with the on your left moment, and and that Riker is cap uh, is the captain. Was that the a Titan? Titan. I guess I it so. was. Yeah, but that was a was brief it? glimpse. It could have been something else. I assumed it was the Titan. Now nah, we'd have to look this up. But I should have cracked it. I should have looked it up myself. God damn it. Um, well, I remember looking at the ship and thinking, oh, I haven't seen this before. This looks cool. And boy, does it look like it, it looks like a tank. I wasn't, yeah. I don't know what its firepower is like, but it looks like it, it, it's its armor is rock solid. So you got you, 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 Trek, Trek guys would be able to tell me. But I look at it and go, that well, thing looks like it could withstand pretty much anything. It's just built like a tank. If a starship could look like a tank. Yeah. Well, it's funny about that. Well, I think so. I probably think probably a defiant would be more of a tank like thing to me. But that said, what I remember, I thought the Titan was a science vessel, at least supposed to be. So I'd be curious if they had just, you know, as time moved on, it just changed to something else. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Danny, how did how have you felt about the last couple of seasons of Picard? I, the last season I, I wasn't too much of a fan of. I okay. was very mad. But it's interesting. The notes I had for the Picard trailer, I've, I've written, the nostalgia seems right again. It, the the mm-hmm. way that the trailer was shot and the, the way that they've, um, they just lingered on the actors just long enough to be, ah, oh, I remember, I remember that kind of thing. It seems feels. like they have got the nostalgia right again in this trailer. I hope it carries on to the season and they don't just play on it too much and we do actually have a story that's not just them remembering the past but i've got a feeling this is going to be a lot better than season two and not that season two was awful it's just it just had too many uh let's move this wasn't along it though bit. i forgot though that they got rid of my favorite character by leaving him in the past because i was like whereas what's his face i love that character <laughs> i'm like oh your yeah character that you can't name or your favorite character Rico? That you don't want to spoil? i don't remember his name the cigar chomping Rizzo. Captain. Rizzo. <laughs> Rizzo. I don't remember his name. I don't remember most of the favorite Rizzo character. the Muppet. Cristobal, man. Oh, Cristobal. Good <laughs> old Christy. But uh, I did really <laughs> like oh, the Chris, conversation. I did like the conversation, uh, Riker, and that's where it lingers a little bit on Riker and Ricard. And it's like, I need a ship. And it's like, we need a ship. Like stuff like that is like, ooh, back yeah, at it again. We not making pizza this time. Uh, you think anybody's not going to make it? I so here's the funny awesome. thing. Data keeps dying. Like again <laughs> and again. Data has died multiple times throughout the course of this series. Um, I'm curious whether or not you guys think he's not going to make it again. I don't think he's even going to be in this space. I'm sorry, not him. Picard. When I say he, anybody, it's definitely going to be Picard, right? Like he. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay. Though they already did, and then they're like, "Now you're back in a robot body, which is just like your human body." Now die again. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I think you guys will think this is funny. So there's a synopsis for this. It says, Star Trek Picard features Patrick Stewart reprising his iconic role as Jean-Luc Picard, which he played for seven seasons on Star Trek The Next Generation and follows his iconic character into the next chapter of his life. And then they name all the actors who are going to be in this season. And then they say, um, alongside Patrick Stewart in a third and final season of the hit Paramount Plus original series. And I wonder to myself, 
is it a hit? I don't know. But then as I read it, it just sounded very much um, very strong Obama awarding Obama memes, right? Like where he's <laughs> down, he puts the award himself, you know, Paramount Plus is hit. Like, I guess, sure. Is it? I haven't liked a season yet, but we'll see. <laughs> doesn't mean it's not a hit. Hit means viewers. Is it? That's what I'm saying. Is it? I don't know. I feel like all their Star Wars, the Star Trek stuff is just a and steady. I don't say hit. it. And I didn't say it to mean like, if I don't like it, it's not a hit. Yeah. I say it to mean, I'm a Star Trek fan. I don't like it. So is it a hit? Who's watching it? I bet it gets more viewers than the other ones because it's bringing in Picard. And people are like, oh, I mm. recognize that. I just think that's a big draw. My, my, pa- my mom likes it the most out of all of them for some reason. But... I think she just likes Sir Patrick Stewart because she's never seen Next Gen like me. So, But Anson Mount is hot. Yeah, he is. So in my game, Starfleet, um, that you can get, uh, you, you know, you can unlock officers and avatars and frames. There's a frame of just his hair. And then people are putting mm-hmm. the Anson Mount avatar inside of it, too. So it's Pike with like double hair. It's glorious. <laughs> All right, so I found some analytics on the question that we just broached. Star Trek Strange New Worlds is the highest, oh, it says rated. So it's the highest Dude, rated. Kyle just sent highest, something too, Jonesy. Yeah, Kyle sent one. Kyle, did you send a thing? What'd you say? Yeah, it just uh, shows the downward trend of oh, the yeah. uh, episodes and it charts the ratings per episode over the last two seasons and looking at uh, episode seven and nine being um, not all that hot. Oh, Jesus. And episode so one. It's, I mean, it's like a second for my graph to pop up like, oh, yeah. my God, this is. Whew. I'll actually bring this <laughs> graph up for people on on screen. So that's stinking. This is ratinggraph.com and uh, uh, where's their site sourced? Uh, I'm sure it's somewhere on here. <laughs> wow. Uh, if this was my stock portfolio, I'd be very upset right now. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Maybe it was a hit for Paramount Plus. Maybe in Paramount Plus's shows, it's one of their biggest shows, which doesn't say a lot about their other shows, but maybe that's what they meant. Maybe it's they just make stuff Paramount up. Paramount Plus on a Wednesday between seven and nine o'clock <laughs> in the evening. It's our highest rating show. It's a hit at that time slot on a Wednesday. Maybe Monday, they know nobody's going to come after them for the shit they put in their synopsis so they can write whatever. Because <laughs> no one's probably, reading the synopsis because yeah, no one no, watches the show. <laughs> yeah, nobody's nobody nobody's coming after him for that. Anyway, you guys ready to move on to another certified hit in Black Adam? Yeah. We're talking. Talking of trailers that show too much. Did it? We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got too, I, I, too much. I mean, sorry, you go ahead. Too long, long of a trailer. <laughs> wonderful intro to the trailer, and then I'll chime in with my nonsense. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I really have an intro. Okay, so <laughs> the first trailer that I saw for, for Black Adam. So this film drops, I think, next month, right? Middle of next month. October um, 21st yeah. or something. I'm sorry. Yes, to put a no, it got put pushed. Time on it. it got pushed Did to uh, uh, Shazam's old spot it's hitting in december i'll double check for you guys but yeah really? it got pushed the trailer to itself said october I thought yeah it did okay wrong. well then then so it says be, october 21st that'll be that'll be yeah. it what got pushed to shazam's spot then? nothing they just I thought moved that was just... nothing there it's just a hole that's not aquaman that got pushed to that slot well aquaman aquaman, aquaman got too? pushed back further oh that's what it was aquaman no 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 
uh, Shazam took Aquaman's spot, and then uh, Aquaman got moved further back. That's what okay. I believe. Anyways, go ahead, guys. All right. Um, so, yeah, we've got the new Black Adam trailer, which uh, is giving off some very strong X-Men vibes. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought that, okay. too. Yeah. Blackbird-esque jet coming from what looked like a basketball court behind a mansion. Well, sure. It's way even more complicated. Than that. It's like half of yeah. it's like folding away and you're like, all right, man. You, you, that was the okay. worst scene for Peter's trailer. That was the bit that I just thought, yeah. Was it? Was it the worst? I yeah. think it was the best. Because well, it reminded me of something CGI else. Point of view. It looked like cartoon. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing looked like cartoon. Okay. That just looked From that perspective, I get it. Yeah. That's what um, I mean by worst. Okay. So I have been relatively underwhelmed by what I've seen from Black Adam. The only thing that is making me feel uh, any kind of hope about this film is the fact that it's directed by the same person who did uh jungle cruise whose name escapes me right now i enjoyed that i movie. thought you were like, gonna, it was gonna fun say pierce brosnan <laughs> that's i do like pierce brosnan. this movie is pierce brosnan. i do like i do like pierce so okay okay let's let's put another way no i think that the on-screen talent is actually mm-hmm. good um yeah. you've got i do Amanda waller in there yeah about another um, team <laughs> i think that you well and so that would be my other question about this. Like you clearly have what is a, a let's call it an Avengers level threat, right? So this guy is at least on the same power scale as probably Zod. Where the fuck is Superman? And that is not a question for the movie. That is a question mm-hmm. for DC. What the fuck is wrong with your universe? Yeah. Um, anyway, question before I kick it over to you guys. Is that Trigon in the trailer? He kind of looks like Trigon. There is a Red Devil esque character. So, for if you're not steeped in the lore of anything, this isn't really steeped. But so Raven's father from Teen Titans oh, or Titans, depending on what you're watching. The demon. Um. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, it was a I great can't see his face. If he had the multiple eyes, I could tell. Yeah, but... it flashes by very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. And Trigon is usually way bigger. He can change size. Yeah. Um, kicking it over to Danny. What did you think about this trailer? Does this make you feel anything more? No, I mean I wasn't exactly um, my my whelm wasn't exactly overdone when I saw the first trailer, but I kind of was like, okay, we got a different, slightly different take. We're gonna have a darker superhero, anti-hero, whatever you call it. This one I just felt was another, let's just throw everything we can that looks we think is a good sequence or a scene into the trailer and hope that something sticks, including droplets of what you just, um, brief flashes of this character and then that character and then Amanda Waller quickly popping in. And then this, uh, and the whole, the X-Men scene behind the mansion with the, the, the fighter coming up. This is the, what's it called? The Justice League, the <laughs> Justice <laughs> Warriors or whatever it's called. It just felt to me that they're Society. just throwing as much as they can to get as many people as they can excited about one or two things. And I just don't feel they've earned, it. like you just said, Jones, they've gone to an Avengers-level threat in one movie. Again, they're trying to, almost like they did with um, um, Justice League, right? where all of, we haven't had enough of these characters building up to this end of the world threat and then we're suddenly thrown in and we're meant to give a shit about them all. 
And I know we had the different versions of the film, and I just wish they just showed a bit of restraint and just had the Black Adam movie that wasn't Black Adam versus 70 other superheroes that I don't know who the fuck they are. Sorry, Carl, who the hell they are. Um, or And then an a, a Avengers-level threat that we don't know, we've never seen, that most people haven't seen, and then just have loads of explosions and boom-bangs and hope that someone watches it. I guess that's just why it just looks like it was too much, too busy, yeah. too chaotic. Too, too much of everything in the hope that everyone wants to go and watch it. And I'm like, well, I kind of just wanted a Black Adam film to see where his story arc went a little bit. Does he turn yeah. good or does he stay bad? That kind of thing. So it's not just that I hated it. It's not that I'm not going to go and watch it. It's just that, ah, too much, guys. He's off a little bit. Kyle has some um, So The Bach yeah. is, villain, is the demon. Yeah, and... so Joan Colette Sarah is the director of Jungle Cruise and Sabak. Is a demon. It's funny. When I first read, I was like, Cyborg? We're going backwards to Star Trek? Um, Isn't that the game they play in Star Wars? Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw Cyborg. Somebody needs to draw that cartoon, Cyborg, Cyborg, and whatever it is they play in Star Wars. Cards. (laughs) Um, So, Nick, I guess here's a question for you. I know you've read some of the comic books. The JSA is canonically and chronologically it predates the justice league that's correct what's happening in this universe (laughs) no no one no one knows still like it's and especially like if these guys were around at any point during the other movies it would be like why the hell did you create the Suicide Squad? None of who could take down Superman when you have a team that you're planning on pitting against Black Adam. And this movie also makes it look like Superman never existed. There's a scene where they're flying past him like they've never seen a super being flying. And he like knocks the wing off one of the jets in a very Iron Man, Man of Steel-esque scene. Um, yep. It just feels like... It feels like at almost. the newest of 2008 film. Like it feels like something Marvel would have done as an early, early film. Not to compare, and at the same time, it sucks when you go second with the big screen stuff because it's like, hey, look, it's Falcon and Ant Man, and like and Doctor Strange, because you know they're they're all taken. But on, on the each bottom other. shelf, right? These I mean, are like these are like the bottom shelf brands where the cereal are like yeah. it's not Fruit Loops, it's Fruit O's. Like, I guess, sure, I guess. Dr. Fate's a very cool character. And these, ties these, are the, uh, a lot. these are the Kmart versions of, yeah. of heroes. <laughs> and, it, you know, and part of that is it just, it's, and my main fear about it is apparently someone told The Rock that playing a villain means you so, show no emotion. So it removes what's interesting about The Rock with his charisma. And it seems like he's like, I want the DC universe is going to change. This will be the movie where I put exactly zero emotion into a character. Because that's what worries me the most. I like rock movies because he's charismatic. And this he's just like. Yeah. But he gives Pierce Brosnan a chance to shine. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan looks great. Super charismatic. Especially he's the head of a like superhero team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's funny. It kind (laughs) of. I keep memeing. What's the meme of the dude that's with a girl that looks sees another girl? Um, so yeah. this is almost oh, yeah. like he DC is holding the hand of the Justice League, and then the JSA walks by, and they're like, "Ooh, how about that?" <laughs> um, it is cool. They're totally introducing the like. Justice Society. 
it's it's I like it. It just time feels it's like sloppy what's going on in your universe? Yeah, yeah. It's sloppy and false. Like all DC things are, except for like the Batman. Move on from that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the is that the last of the trailers we got? I think that's the last of the trailers we got. A right? lot of trailers this week. Yes, it's a lot. Four. It's four a lot. Fell a lot when I kept adding them. I'm like, oh, well, at least yesterday alone it was Glass Onion, um, Black Adam, and Picard because yesterday was Star Trek Day. So, and I didn't watch it yet. Is there the Disney Plus Day has some sneak leak at like new look at Andor or something? But it's on Disney Plus Day. It's on. No, I, I was slurring my words. Sneak peek type thing. They call it like an extended sneak peek at Andor. Sneakly, slimly, snick it. Is this trailer the biggest news to come out of Star Trek Day, to the best of your recollection? I know you haven't watched it, but I haven't seen anything other than this. Uh, there's a behind-the-scenes video of Wilson Cruz, I think the actress' name is. Please yeah, walking characters. around the set of the Discovery. Walking That's... around the set, and they announced some casting for Discovery and of someone I've never heard you of. You know what I want the cast of Discovery yeah. to do? Focus on the cast that they already have. <laughs> I feel like that is to me is the the biggest downfall of that show. Like while I enjoy it, it's frustrating to me that I know less about the bridge crew on a show that I've watched for what three, four seasons than I do about the bridge crew of the folks on the Enterprise from Strange New Worlds. Yeah, I would agree, and it worries me a little bit. The Picard's not coming out till next year, and it sounds like that's the next Star Trek project. So it's blew their wad. I know, but we had one every week going on forever, and now it's like as soon as Strange no uh, Lower Decks ends, you have to wait like a few months. Whereas like they had a good streak, almost kind of wasted it, including overlapping shows where it's like new episode every week since last November. When does but, Prodigy come back? I don't know. They don't, I didn't see. I really didn't see most of the announcements. No. About. Okay. Okay. I um, tried to watch Thor yesterday. I just didn't make it all the way through it. Wait, you try to watch Thor? Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. Oh, Prodigy like comes. Sorry, uh, Prodigy like comes so back uh, October twenty seventh. Oh, see, there you go. It's pretty close. Okay. See, you're just not watching the kids shows. That's what you got to do. Show singular. <laughs> so I think we are what three? Only three episodes into. Lower decks right now. I think so. so that right. should get us pretty close. That should get us within striking distance of Prodigy. So just fire up that Nickelodeon. It's also on Paramount Plus, thankfully, because I don't own. Is it? Yeah, I put it on both. Okay, that's like nice. I actually I watch it. I did not know that. It doesn't work here. So anyway, enjoying that to AFN Pacific over there. Jonesy, <laughs> I have I have zero cable. I still only have streaming services, and this is kind of the frustrating thing about technology, right? It doesn't make any sense. If I still had, um, pick a pick a cable network, Cox, in, uh, yeah, Cox. There we go, Cox. If I still had Cox, um, <laughs> and I moved out of the country, it would make sense that I couldn't carry my cocks with me, right <laughs> so you miss having cocks John. you're, you're welcome everybody no 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 it's not it's it's the theoretical cocks right so like if i didn't <laughs> if i moved out of the country it would make sense i get that 
now I have streaming services that I subscribe to exist on my tablet, on my phone, on my computer, on my television. They just don't fucking work in another country. (laughs) That is so weird. For no goddamn reason other than they're cunts. Like that's it. That's the, that's the real reason. And yep. it's frustrating to me. That's, Decency that's and broadcast rank. laws, taxes and things in different countries. and Whatever uh, fucks you, co- fuck all you cocks. All sorts of stuff gets into <laughs> it. Hell, just, out of, just funny on this, because uh, I'm a tech nerd for this stuff, uh, Canada is a country that requires a certain amount of Canada-based entertainment on your yeah. your mm-hmm. platforms, and this is now go going to include things like uh, YouTube uh, and uh, a big uh, Canadian channel I watch. Uh, Linus Tech Tips has had to talk about uh, how this potential law could affect what they do for a tech channel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Does Somebody it count else if it's does made the same in Canada because, like. Uh... No, uh, they shoot because they shoot. Uh, I was gonna say if it's any constellation, they shoot. Uh, Discovery in Vancouver. No, this is this is for so. like stuff that is, I guess, uh, not just produced in, but like produced by and in. Like it's Canadian. I can't remember what other country like does it, but somebody else does the same thing. Mm. Um, and Netflix was having the same problem. I don't think it's England. It's someone else. Um. But it was basically like, no, 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 you need to have X amount of content from our country on your platform before we'll allow you to function. I can't remember who it is right now. I'm going to have to find that. Anyway, yeah, it's frustrating. (sighs) Not an intended story, just a rant, just a rant. (laughs) Uh, Maverick's doing well. Fuck yeah. Maverick's doing well. Everyone's excited. Danny's particularly excited. He's clapping. I can see him clapping out of the corner of my ear. Uh, while I refresh yep. my screen because the window went away. So it only took four years for the U.S. government to uh, find Wakanda and blow it up. Maverick has single-handedly passed Black Panther at the box office, making it the number five film in the U.S. Uh, it's doing some numbers, folks. It officially crossed $700 billion. I'm sorry, $700 It's like, wow. what? Listen. Wow. listen <laughs> it's a country's listen. GDP. Listen, guys, it's uh, it's midnight over here. I need you to cut me some slack, all right? Numbers aren't working for me. $700 million. Uh, so a lot it is domestically. now, it is a lot domestically. So it's crushing it. Uh, I think everybody on the podcast gave it aces. Everyone loved it. So I'm, I'm steadfast in my belief that we will get a third film, even if that means Tom Cruise isn't in it. Um, Nick, do you still hold firm? That they're not going to make another one. I think they will make another one, but are you I'd changed? Rather... No, I, uh, I don't know. Yes. You, I heard you guys talking about before the show that maybe Tom Cruise isn't necessarily. We like, do talk about things before. He the show. holds sway. He holds sway over Mission Impossible, like like he controls part of it, and he's even said no to like a streaming service about Mission Impossible. Didn't have him in it, but I don't. Top Gun was so early in his career. I doubt he has any ownership over it so paramount can really do whatever the hell they want um i'd rather not see a sequel because you're lucky to get two good movies out of any franchise and the longer you carry on a franchise the more likely you are to screw her up returns. But, uh, yeah because yeah it's it's an amazing movie that by all means people were saying it would probably be a disaster like weeks before it came out like where do we 
how do you do Top Gun modern day? It's like looks cool with jets and stuff, but that's gonna be the extent of it. And now it's like, whoa, that carried the entire entire summer like by itself. Yeah. Like, I mean, I still think it's strange. I like I guess I could understand that argument generally. Tom Cruise doesn't make shit movies. He might make a movie that you don't like, but I don't think that he makes objectively bad movies i agree but at the same time his movies never make that much that's true too i mean i guess i what i was listening to what you were saying and maybe we're talking at cross purposes um because you said disaster i didn't know if you meant monetarily oh no no, no. um okay um yeah i don't think he makes disaster films except for you know the disaster films that he does make (laughs) so Films about disasters. Yeah, that's right. Although it's funny, I said objectively bad movies. Subjectively, I hate War of the Worlds. I think it's a fucking terrible movie. I, I hate you. I hate scene. you. I hate you. It's I not a good. You guys, you guys produce your own there's damn show about that movie. I'm sorry, I take that back. You know what's good about that movie? The shot with the glass, right where the camera goes in and out of the station wagon. That's cool. Rest yeah, of the movie is yeah. terrible. Makes no fucking sense. Like when he has to kill Tim Roth, not Tim Roth, Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson. Yeah. I like that scene a lot where he's like, just sing a little lullaby. I'm going to go in this closet with this crazy guy. You probably don't even like Ready Player One, do you? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. You probably don't even like Ready Player One then, do you? The book or the movie? Movie. Fuck you! No, of course not. Um, I read me, the book. Me and you, me and you, gonna fight. You're gonna fight it. You're gonna fight a cripple. It's not a good, That's what's nothing gonna happen. You and, I, you and I are gonna fight. Here's the thing: there's nothing good about that movie to begin with, and then if you read the book, you're like, oh wow, this is it's you a guys fun just, you didn't movie. It's fun, Danny. It's Danny, ab- yeah. it's absolutely fun. Back me I'm up with on you. this. Thank you. The book is obviously the book is better, but the book is so much more fun than that film. Sadly, I'm not saying that the book's not not better, but the move the movie is fun. It's it's just it is a it is the most Spielberg Spielberg film he's done in a long long time. Okay, that doesn't make it any good. Though. And I find it's the good movie enjoyable, <laughs> but I think it kind of proves that he can't make Spielberg's Spielberg movies. Anymore. I will say this. I will say this, and then then I'll get get off get off of how great uh, Ready Player One is. The extras, <laughs> the the actual uh, behind behind the scenes making of. Watch mm-hmm. those. Find That's them if, cool. if you don't have the D, uh, the Blu Ray. The the way that Spielberg actually was able to, you know, walk around in in the Oasis with VR. The way way they move assets and in real time change lighting. It's a it's a really cool look at at filmmaking in Listen. relatively modern days. I'm Fuck not going to try to convince you that it is not a technological wonder. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> what a great it's not a that movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I just, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Do you guys want to play a game? Yes. All right. So we got some rumors about the fact that several actors are being signed to Marvel. It's funny that Key and Peele keep coming up this episode. Like, I I don't know if you guys saw the draft uh, episode that they did with the people with weird names. Like, I feel like they need to do oh, like, I love that. That's the great episode. Part of right? Crocus Jingleberry. They need like a that. DC Marvel draft 
where actors <laughs> and sign for one for the other. Like that's what they need to do. Um, there's a rumor um, by a guy. His name is Emmett Kennedy. Uh, he's a he's a podcast, which I guess means nothing. Um, <laughs> he has it on good authority that several individuals, I think seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven have been cast or been uh, rumored to not only be signed by Marvel, but supposedly going to walk on the stage at D23. Like it's wow. a done deal. Uh, here are the folks that we have. And I just want you guys to say who you think they're going to be. I'm going to name them all, and then I'll go through them slow. You tell me who you think they're going to be, or just fantasy casting. So we've got Denzel Washington, Giancarlo Esposito, John Krasinski, Daisy Edgar Jones, Jody Comer, Henry Cavill, John Boyega. Now, it might just be that I don't know her name. I don't, Daisy Edgar Jones is not somebody that's familiar to me. Do you guys know who this person is? Nope. Okay. Okay, that should make it even more fun. Um, let's start with the low-hanging for the easy ones. Uh, Denzel Washington. Professor X. That's what I've been saying for years. I want him as Professor X and Giancarlo Esposito as Magneto. Mm-hmm. So seeing those two names both pop up in the same article, I'm like, ooh, maybe Nick's right again. Okay. The Summer of Nick. Uh, John Krasinski. <laughs> Reed Richards. Yeah. No other reason to uh, bring him back again. And he was good as Reed I only, Richards. I only roll my head, not because not because I don't I actually don't mind him being Reed Richards. It's just Yeah, uh, I don't okay. get this. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't have had him in that other film he was in recently, because then I'd be more excited about it now. But and you liked it. I what? His cameo. Well, I I yeah. Well, not uh, did I like the camera. I liked it because I got to see him as Reed Richards. But now I kind of wish that we had him as Reed Richards in Fantastic Four, not in some film I didn't really enjoy that much where he got killed anyway. Variants. Variants. And and there, without going off on another fucking complaint about (laughs) variants and multiverses and shit, is why Marvel is pissing me off. Because I'm just sick of it. God damn it. It's why I love She-Hulk so much. No one's mentioned mm. multiverses yet. I'm sure they will. I was going to say, it's going to happen. Okay, they came really close on the last butts. episode to yeah. multiverses. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Reed Richards is too, Jody. I think so. And I'd be happy with that. Okay. They actually referenced an M-word that uh, is not to be said in <laughs> the most recent episode of She-Hulk. They did, I know. I watched it today. I watched it and it's when... Did um, they say mutants? Uh, Sorcerer Supreme was talking about stuff. Oh, magic! Oh, I'm oh, not that. I thought he was going to say more. I thought he was going to say it's it's Wait, an M word. There you go. Oh, Mephisto. I missed oh, that. Why did you say? I knew that's what you meant. So many M words. God damn it! They didn't say the name. They re- referenced something from the comics again related oh, to the him. Deal. Yeah, but Lord. again, they used a whole bunch of s- stories and stuff from the comics, yeah. from him, and just cut him out of it. So, whatever. <laughs> Donny Blaze. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, so, here's the wild card. Daisy Edgar Jones. Mm. Is she blonde? Sue Storm. She's not. I'm going to have to look this person up. Okay, so you guys talk about who you think she might be. I'm going to see if I can I don't even know who the, hell, no who the hell she is. I know. Just, just mention something up. up. 
an X-Men. I'm sure the dear listeners looking at Kitty Pride. So she she didn't have a lot of uh uh noticeable credits, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way. Uh War of the Worlds from tw- oh, 19, the 2019 of to 2021. Oh, oh uh, I know her from Under Banner, Banner of Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. So some TV credits and then uh just a few on uh the movie side, Pond Life, uh in 2018 and then two for this year fresh and where the uh crawdad sing which has been getting some weird buzz on social media that that last one um uh, i liked fresh jody comer yeah. well jonesy that's on no, your no, list no. to talk yeah, about i won't say anything yet. got it so um so she so if this helps it's not to say that british people can't do it danny can you do an american accent no okay don't most Honestly. British actors make that their career to do American accents? <laughs> they do. So she was born in Islington, London. Um, like obviously so she has a good American accent when she's in Under the Banner of Heaven where she's playing a Mormon. Yeah, 66% of that. Spider-Men are Brits. So that means nothing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she might just be putting on a, a voice like she did in the, the show Nick just mentioned. I don't know. I have no idea who she could be. I I don't know. I'd have to look at what Marvel movies are coming out, and I probably should have done this before the podcast. Um, well, the we're gonna be skip. Movies, right? It could be some of the TV shows. Could well, be. She's a witch in a uh, Agatha Coven of Darkness or whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's could skip. Be anything. We're, we're dwelling on it too much. Uh, Daisy Comer. I don't know who that is either. What you never watched? Uh, I'm sorry, not Daisy Comer, Jody, Jody. Comer. Um, Jody gonna get your girl. I think so, she's a Sue Storm. I agree with what yeah, I think I read that Storm. somewhere. Like Cam- oh, is that Cam- the one, Cam- one they wrote about? Killing Eve and Free Guy. I really liked her in Free Guy. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I should have known to bring that up. For Nate. That's one that Nick would be like, oh yeah. But how? She doesn't look. I don't know. You got, they gotta be careful with the age difference. I think in fantastic. And she's another world. British girl too. So if it is John Kerensky, I don't know why they would cast him in any other role. Yeah, yeah that would be show. weird. Um, here's an interesting one. I'm not gonna ask you guys who I think John Boyega is going to be, um, but I am going to read this quote to you guys. So this is from a Variety article from this year the beginning of august the title is john boyega rejects marvel for now i want fresh ideas and you can't top iron man anyway um that's not in the vision for me now boyega said about marvel movies i want to do nuanced things i want to donate my services to original indie films that come with new fresh ideas because i know it's really hard to top iron man in that universe so the question becomes, if it is in fact true that he's going to walk across D23, did Marvel actually give him something fresh? T'Challa, a variant of T'Challa from a different universe that they will use to fix their mistakes of not recasting T'Challa for this one. I don't That's think he has. Answer, he has the acting but... chops, but he does not have the presence slash gravitas to be T'Challa. I love the bearded guys. You guys are like both. 
Well, I was before you were. You shaved uh, your mustache. I'm you sorry. Quoted, go ahead. Before you quoted that um, that piece about John Boyega, that I was actually thinking of him for Johnny Storm. Hmm. Just Good because one. he has that ability to be, uh, I'm not going to work. He has that ability. He has the comedy acting chops as well as the acting chops to it. And I've always seen Johnny Storm as that kind of cop Storm, guy yeah. that could do. It. So maybe, but, but, that, but going what you just said about something different and something off that doesn't mix with that. I mean, he, you know, being part of the Fantastic Four is not exactly a quirky off-center indie film, is it? That's you know, that's the first family of Marvel. So. But that's what I was thinking before you quoted that 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 statement there. Ooh, me, 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 me. Oh, come on, go. Me, Bishop. Let's go. Bishop. Bishop. Why not? Is that original? Is that I mean, we're getting into new X-Men. He's one of the biggest. We we've only seen one kind of kind of version of him in in the days of future past, real quick. If if you're doing something like a, a an X Factor series, and you can then bring in people like Forge and Bishop and Layla Miller in, involved in that, and a lot of those characters might not have the same uh, uh, contract issues alleged to be uh, an issue with uh, why we have to wait until like 2025 for. Uh, Something like that. I was looking up. Um, I'm using uh, Comic Vines. Got a list of of uh, Black and African Amer- American uh, heroes for uh, Marvel, and a lot of them have either already been done or they're very like um, B C list. Uh, you yep. got Blue Marvel. The other one I I thought, and only only by drawing parallels that are completely. Uh, uh, Hollywood stereotypical between Caribbean um, and, uh, of course, uh, the British rule over islands in the Caribbean, knowing that Boyega's uh, uh, British. No, uh, Dr. Voodoo, Brother Voodoo. That was the only other mm. one that kind of caught my my eye. He He's a character, um, obviously, uh, uh, imagery is uh, of Voodoo, um, which... Caribbean, like I said, Caribbean, British, that uh, colonization, that's the connection I made with it. But uh, he does become Sorcerer Supreme in, in the comics at one point. So, One that jumped into my head just now isn't an exact role, but uh, you make a good villain in Falcon and the not Falcon, Captain America, New World Order. I don't know yeah. why it jumped in my head. And, he, and like I said earlier, before I even knew who she was, the under banner of heaven actress, Kitty Pride jumped to my head before I even knew she was a white brunette. Um, She's very popular in the comics. Yeah, I think that's, that's the a movies. good call, Nick, because I think when, let's say if we were one o'clock a few years ago, if you said Christian Bale was going to be in the Marvel Universe, would you necessarily have chosen a villain? Well, my roommate couldn't believe he was in it at all. And I'm like, he's in the DC universe. He's like, but yeah, I thought Christian Bale was more choosy than that. And at least that was Nolan. And I'm like, (laughs) I watched, like I said, I watched the first half of it. I'm like, he seems to be having fun. He does seem like he's having fun in that movie. Um, If not a villain, I think Boyega could be a good ghostwriter variant. Not necessarily Mm, Johnny Blaze, but I think he has the acting chops to play somebody that is tortured by... DM, DM work. I think and, uh, Ryan Reynolds, hmm. I mean, Ryan Gosling has that role, though, because he asked for it. And 
Kevin Feige's like, I'd be a fool not to have them in the galaxy. <laughs> so, yeah, Maybe. that's a good choice. We'll see. We will see. Uh, who we got left? We've oh, of course, Henry Cavill. Captain do Britain, it. just do it. <laughs> hmm? Just do Captain Britain. Captain Britain. I don't really That's think. I don't so think we will get now. Captain Britain anymore because we have Captain Carter. Um, I think Hyperion. Plays about anyone. But... That'd be a good one. Or, and I, I'm not Hyperion. Hyperion. He's from our Hyperion. Uh, mm. He's from um, Squadron Supreme, which is which is rumored for Loki season two. He's the, basically Superman. The other one I thought of is very, very dangerous, but they already pulled the multiverse plug anyway. So, Sentry. Hmm. You guys don't know a lot about Sentry, I take it? Nope. Okay. Uh, similar to Adam Warlock with a split dark personality known known as the Void, um, but more powerful yeah. than than anyone in in the marvel universe see the guy in the green cloak no uh he's no. usually we'll gold and black or like a dark blue golden and, and black um his cloak is usually black and and gold uh uh super super duper powerful like destroying multiverses level of of power so those are the two i could think of for uh cavill i'm gonna go out on a limb and again, I don't know what character he should be. I think he's going to be a villain in one of the projects. Again, for some okay. reason, every time Cavill I say villain, I think of Captain America. Oh, but he doesn't have a good voice for it. And Doom's going to be like a big voice part. Yeah. Which is why I don't want to waste Giancarlo Esposito on Doom. Because it's all about his facial tics. What do Wait, you guys think? Saying... If, if Henry Cavill does is presented, sorry, Jonesy, if Henry Cavill is presented as coming to Marvel, what do you think that means for the for the DC universe? Do you think he's decided finally that, well, you guys clearly aren't going to use me again. I want to be Superman. And as we just discussed, Black Adam is, is pretty much saying Superman doesn't exist from what we can tell by the trailer. Maybe that was the last FU that they've told him. So, you know what? I'll go over. I mean, it's, it, you can do both. You can appear in both. I'm not saying he couldn't do both, but what do you guys think that will mean for a uh, Superman movie? For I think he could I use it as Mark a bargaining chip. On. He could completely move on. I think he uses it as a bargaining yeah. chip. Like James uh, Gunn went off to do Suicide Squad, and then Marvel's like, I will have you back for Guardians. That was a, that was a special circumstance, though. That's true. Like, yeah. Disney was the one that fumbled the bag on that one, and they go, oh, no, we messed up. Please come back, right? And it was already too late to get him back at that point. Um, they effectively, they fired him. Um, so yeah. this is similar, but different where they've just left him in limbo for years. And I, you know, there are always multiple sides to this. He knows something that we don't know, right? Like he either knows from the executives or from his agents, what is happening inside of DC and, I'm willing to bet that he would move on uh, mm. from the role. So completely, not 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 go, not do both, but just move on completely and do whatever he's going to do in Marvel. I don't know if, if he Warner Brothers thing. even wants him back at this point. So they've made it abundantly clear that they have don't even. Yeah, want but that him was old Warner, back. right? And you already have those statements that we got right when the merger happened, where they said, "Why aren't we using Superman more?" Now I don't know if that necessarily means why aren't we using Henry Cavill more. But it yeah. definitely means um, 
that we will get a version of Superman at some point in the future. The problem for them is Henry Cavill is currently rumored for Marvel, currently rumored for James Bond. He might either be too expensive or too unavailable to be Superman, period, in the next couple of years, if either of those pan out. Yep. So I, I think if mm. any, if either of these are true, I think he's just going to move on. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just wonder what you said. I think you, I think you would move on to, I think enough time goes, enough time goes by. It would be harder for him to play Superman again, as much yeah. as it seems like he would really love to. And I would have loved to have seen another. I would have loved it. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a great Superman. Um, yeah. So it's disappointing. You guys ready yeah. to move on from? So it game? went off your game a little bit, James. It took you off the game. Took you out of your game. Games to talk, man. That we spoke. We spake. Was he the last one? Was he the last one in the game? Did we win? Who won? Did Nick win? Did Carl win? Mm. Carl didn't win. We'll to play find one. out at D twenty three this weekend, or we'll see in the other. <laughs> <laughs> when none of those people appear on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so it's funny because i remember there was this big rumor that he was going to show up uh at comic-con this past year and that didn't pan out and i was i was heartbroken i was deeply disappointed so yeah but we'll say uh ready to move on to some star wars news what i said casting Oh, yes. Casting. So for the new Star Wars show, The Acolyte, we've got two um, folks being cast in those roles. We've got Jodie Turner-Smith, who is uh, from Queen Slim and Anne Boylan. And then we also have Lee Jong-Jae, who was uh, one of the stars from last year. Was it last year? Squid Game? Was Squid Game last year? Squid Game was last year. Man, time is just moving. Uh, so not a lot is known about the show, but these two folks are rumored to be uh, the main characters. Uh, the synopsis that we have for the acolyte is that it is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high Republic era. Um, what I think is interesting about that is it seems like we're getting at least two shows about kind of the shadowy aspects of what is going on in a galaxy far, far away. So we've got Andor, which mm. is, as far as we can tell, uh, Jedi-less, Forceless, maybe. And uh, this, which seems to be taking the opposite route. So it's going to be the, the shadowy aspects of it, but it will be uh, replete with Sith, Jedi, someone, Force users. We'll go yeah, with there's yeah. lots of Jedi in the old, I mean, the New Republic. That's all about no, whatever they're the High Republic like, era. High, High Republic. Republic, yeah, they're they basically is all Jedi. In the High Do Republic. you guys want to know High the Republic. alleged um, kind of? Let's hear the thing. Outline. How about Palpatine? Uh, you've got uh, you've got a group of dark side users that basically have a trial to become the acolyte to the to the master. And you've got someone who uh, allegedly their their uh, sister or sibling is ripped away to go do Jedi stuff, and they ins- they decide to go 
on a more uh, vengeance type thing and uh, uh, aim to become the acolyte and train to do their their revenge thing. So that's the alleged leak. There's been a, a lot of uh, acolyte leaks that have really pissed off Disney. We hear uh, in the background from reliable sources and there have have been acolyte leakers that have been shut down by by Disney now. So some of that is likely true. How much I can't tell, but there, there you go. There's some con, some uh, context. Mouse out there putting out hits on people, huh? Okay. And we should find Um, out more with this news or these rumors arriving just days before D23, where I assume we'll learn a lot more about the acolytes since it's getting a cast coming together. And we don't really have a cast for any of the other shows they're talking about. So We'll find out. We will find out. Um, you guys ready to talk about the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, or Rings of Power? So I used to, when I was originally writing out, I was writing Lord of the Rings, Power of the Ring. <laughs> like, like I used to, forever oh. when I was writing about Dawn of Justice, I was writing Justice Begins. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Superman, Justice Begins. Yeah, well, we've talked about cocks, we might as well talk about rings. <laughs> yeah. Just bring it full circle. Bring it full circle. Um, I what was I about to ask you guys? Oh, here's what I don't know. Either of you uh Tolkien readers? No. I no. read uh The Hobbit and the original books. Lord of the what? Rings. What? I haven't read you read a thing? Or That's Shocked. A... Yeah, this Shocked. Is what I did. you are school, you are days. famously non-reader, right? Like you you seem to reject this is books. middle school, man. I must have read Lord of the Rings uh, 40, 40 years ago. Really? Okay. So I have read. I mean, when I, you I say that, that I, I assume you meant like I've read like all of his stuff and I'm a real dive. No, I read Lord of the Rings literally about 40 years ago when I was about uh, How many things like has he Cam, right? Well, so, yeah, like the similarian Hobbit. and stuff is. is right. Stuff yeah, that's that, like, what I Cam is very. Did. Cam knows all of that coming into this. So I direct I all my questions at him. Like, you really want to know? Too, I'm yeah. like, no, I really don't want to know. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd cared. Yeah, yeah. I read a book. I read yeah. a book. Three. So you didn't read The Hobbit? Nope. Okay. And when you say you read The Lord of the Rings, you mean you read Fellowship, Tower, Return of the King? See, now see, now you asked that. That's why I'm, I have no idea. I remember <laughs> picking up a book and it had Lord of the Rings written on the front of it. And I read that book. So it was, that's probably all three, I yeah. think. Is it, uh, d- that's what I'm genuinely saying. Like 40 years ago, I think that's what I read. But you, I couldn't even, I know it was hard going because I was pretty young. I was only like almost eight or nine years old. And it was a bit of a slog. It's a, it's a, it's a tough book when you're that young. But I do know I've, I've read it. I and mean, it's probably be a tough book now, but I, I do know I've read it. But I'm kind of happy that I have no recollection of it whatsoever which is one of the reasons why I'm enjoying this show. But I won't go any further than that until you go go down that path you were going down, Jonesy, with that question. Okay. Let's go down the path. So this is a series that it has some familiar characters and it. it has some familiar places in it. They're slightly different. Uh, it's not really based on one book in particular, the same way that the Fellowship of the Ring was based on a book or the Towers was based on a book. This is based on um, some writings in the appendices and some stuff from the Cimmerillion that Tolkien wrote. Uh, so this is this takes place 
in the second age of man. So if you're familiar with what we read in The Hobbit and those other books, uh, those all took place in the third age. Here we are in the second age. And that is a significant amount of time. Uh, as far how, as how much tell, time is that? We'll be it is 3.5 thousand years. Um, wow. And so it is a significant time span for them to play around with. And so within this time span, the, the names that we get that we're familiar with are, uh, and, and not even necessarily people that we've met, right? So Durin, uh, Elrond, Celebrimbor, if you've played uh, any of the games, Galandriel, who is our not point of view character. She is the one I think that we probably spent the most time with. It feels like uh, throughout it. the course of the show. Yeah. I would say so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of what we're getting is, like I said, it's from those from those writings. Uh, the appendices are from um, The Return of the King and uh, The Cimmerillion, like I said. And so in this story, w- what I first like is that Amazon did the thing that I think should be the standard which is if you're going to make me wait week to week to see a show give me two episodes at the outset yeah um i have found that to be good at giving me an idea for the tone of a show oh and let me before we go on i wanted to try something different you guys let me know um Going forward, I think it's sufficient just to let folks know, like, hey, we're going to be talking about a thing and there might be some spoilers. Um, And what I would like to ask you all before we go into spoilers is would you recommend what you've seen to other folks and then just dive right in? Yes. That work? Yep, I like that plan. And I would happily say yes, I would recommend, I would recommend it. I like the plan too. before, Jonesy. It's a big yes from me. Right. Especially as a skeptic going in that only watched it for the podcast, I would definitely recommend watching it because it's okay. now one of those shows where it's like, I gotta have the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. We're in a we're in a period of time. So Morgoth has just been defeated. He is Sauron's boss. We're in the age before Sauron rises to power. So we're we're kind of in an interesting place. And so I'm curious to hear from you guys, um, what were your expectations going into this show? And given that we've got two, three at the time of this recording episodes of the show, uh, what do you think so far? I guess I'll start again, expectations through the floor, not through the roof, where I was like, I'm not even going to watch this shit. It looks like Game of Thrones. And especially like yeah. since they're kind of it's not like the mission of like one group like Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. It's like all these different almost like houses in a um it's like I think what they call them in Game of Thrones. You have like all these different like dwarves are doing <laughs> their thing, the hot the half whatever they call the hobbits in this are doing their thing. Harfoots or something. Yeah. Oh, and, not hobbits. No, Harfoots. Harfoots. Just call them not hobbits. Yeah. Not hobbitses. <laughs> hobbitses. Whoa! That's one of the best golems I've heard. Um, we should have Golem on as a guest sometime. But uh, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, it keeps leaving great mysteries. Like at the end of the first episode, I'm like, I know that's a wizard, but is that how wizards actually arrived in Middle Earth? They fell in meteors. I was like, that's cool. I just want to. And, and for the whole second episode, I was just like. 
I want to learn more about this wizard dude. Like he's not speaking English or anything, but I just want to learn his deal. And it's cool seeing like Elrond and uh, Gabriel or Gab, whatever her name is. Philandrial. Yeah. Philandrial. And it's, ah, it's just, it's been fun. Uh, one thing I saw in a tweet that I really liked is that someone was like, yeah, in Game of Thrones, uh, you're trying to kill all the houses. In uh, Lord of the Rings, it's more about like, would you like some potatoes to like the other houses? Because, <laughs> you know, it's a very different universe that, as Cam oh, no. had mentioned on Slack, is obviously going to get very dark as we go forward. Yeah, I I don't know if I agree with that tweet. So, and it's funny, I I don't know if that wizard, and I have seen some debate as to whether or not that's Gandalf or whether or not that's one of the blue wizards or whatever. Um, I just reverted to calling him Middle Earth Hodor because that's what he kind of reminds me of. Um, <laughs> but I, the potato thing, I sense deep distrust, deep oh, yeah. racism, deep, like there is just, um, it just is, it seems just as dark as game of thrones in some ways it is just more beautiful um yeah supposedly and as i watched this show i wanted to know how much this costs because this is probably one of the best looking live action tv shows i've ever seen oh it's stunning it's theatrical quality through and through and when we say that we mean like the good theatrical stuff i just think it's absolutely beautiful gorgeous to watch $500 $500 million to produce this. And I assume that means just the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't you say to that episode three was almost feature length as yeah. an episode anyway, almost 70 minutes? 70 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I've seen films that are an hour and a half. So, <laughs> yeah. And they also spent $250 million just for the rights and then millions on top of that in marketing. So, it seems like the total cost for all of this is about a million, a billion dollars just for the first season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you can see where every sense of that went. Um, while this I isn't necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Halo, right. Which that's for me sure. to compare and contrast where it's like, you spent how much on this show? Um, it is fascinating to me that this is not connected to the, uh, Peter Jackson films, but might as well be. It seems like they went out it has and got Howard the same. Shore. Yeah. And they do so, look like younger versions of Elrond and uh like uh Agent Smith. So and costume Kate design, um, some of the creature design, actually not some the creature design and the costume design. They went and got the same folks. Um yeah. well, so, I think they did. I think I'm glad they did that though, Jones, because I, I although they're doing their own thing, I think for them to reach a, a, the, a bigger audience and not just the Tolkien fans, they needed to reach out to those people that actually enjoyed the Lord of the Rings films and the Hobbits films because they made they made some money that weren't necessarily diehard Tolkien fans. And so I, I liked the fact, even when they had the sweeping shots of people walking, and there was a lot of people walking in the first <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings films. I, I thought that even when they, they're the, walking the in the... Up the mountain yeah. in the first Walking episode. Walking in a like, line hmm. somewhere across different uh, different landscapes. But I like that because it wasn't, again, it, it, it looked beautiful. It looked like they had gone and got outside shots, uh, um, you know, location shots. No and so volume I have here. no problem with that. I don't know if anyone has a problem with that. But I, I actually like that they kind of keep that feel or a certain sense of the feel. 
And I think it's credit to them that they've got the same costume designers or makeup uh, creature designers and stuff. And it, and it shows. I'm pleased they did that. It's clearly its own thing because it's three and a half thousand years before what I know. And yet it's got some familiarity. And I, I'm really happy about that. I don't need constant Easter eggs connecting the two films, so to speak, the, the sets of films and, and series. But I like it. It's beautiful. I had no expectations with this. I'm just glad it's not like Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones, whatever the new one's called, that's the one I have absolutely no interest in whatsoever. I really, it's pretty good. You, you would be hard-pressed to make me even watch an episode of it because I really don't care. It's pretty um, good. Is it? It's, it's yeah, pretty even good. you it's, saying it's that, and good. I trust a lot of what you say. I'm like, no, I don't care about these people, these characters. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even trying talk. to convince you to watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I think that's three episodes <laughs> as well. Um, Should be. Pretty good. Um, but I'm loving what I've seen so far from this um, this uh, this show. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. it was only made because, like, I think the only reason I got the juices going on this is because of Game of Thrones. And, yeah, yeah, it looks very different world-wise and stuff, which is something I was afraid it wouldn't, even seeing the most recent trailer, which has made me less interested. Sitting down and watching it, though, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is very different. Even though I feel yeah, like they're the playing around with the cleaner. houses. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like they're kind of playing the house game, which isn't so much in the other movies, rather than following one storyline where it's like, oh, he needs to go over and talk to the dwarves and have a rock smashing competition. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually probably should have started here. I'm very curious. What, having seen two episodes of this, so we got a little bit of a criticism and I think as we start all of our reviews, regardless of whether or not they are shows or movies, what does Elon Musk think, right? That's an important question uh, that we should be asking ourselves as we, as we sit down to watch and listen to music. Like what does Muskers think? Yeah. I don't know. Um, what does old Muskie think? And as it turns out, he's not a fan of this iteration of, uh, Lord of the Rings, he actually said that Tolkien would be rolling over in his grave. Specifically, he said, I'm going to have to squint to see this because my eyes are terrible. Um, almost every character, almost every character so far is a coward, a jerk, or both. Only Galandriel is lovely, smart, and so nice. And he was talking about men. So all the male characters are basically assholes. And so congratulations on running face first into the fucking point by being a prick, uh, thus proving the show's point. I and like the first response I saw to that was like, oh, I didn't know Elon Musk knew Tolkien. <laughs> and then Neil Gaiman's, bought his remains. Neil Gaiman's been taking the brunt of it because he's one of the first people to attack Elon Musk about. Now everyone's attacking him like he made it. He's like, I didn't make it. I just like it. <laughs> I've been watching yeah. him get attacked. For like all week and being like, look, guys, I didn't make it. But so they keep saying, like, well, you're such a hack, it looks so bad. And he's like, I had nothing to do with it. I enjoy it. They think that Neil Gaiman wrote Lord was of the Rings. With the series. Was involved with the series. A lot of the people who are attacking him because they're like, Oh, you're defending it because you worked on it. He's like, if you want to see something that you can insult, go watch Sandman. But this I was just saying that Elon Musk's opinion doesn't also mean very anything. good. I yeah. need to watch it still. I still agree. pretty good. I'm shocked that they just randomly dropped two more episodes of Sandman. I heard about that secret episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that's weird. Netflix, you're doing weird stuff. I like it. 
stay weird. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's weird, but I like it. Yeah. Don't stop. Um <laughs> so going back to the show and having seen two episodes, what do you all think of Musk's criticism, Danny? Uh I'm unfounded, absolute nonsense. I don't even know what connection Musk has to Tolkien to even hazard a vague guess about what he might think about this show. I mean, what? How, how would he know that? And and from what little I know, I don't get the impression Tolkien would be upset by these two two shows. It's absolute nonsense. Um, if there's anything that's been upsetting about this whole thing is we've got this great show that's great looking it's one this that you know recommended to people and it's been absolute nonsense been talked about i don't even want to mention all the shit that's been going on just to, just to give it that airplay but it's absolute rubbish it's it's shouldn't even be a thing and so i certainly don't care what he thinks and to think that he knows what tolkien would say about this what 100 years later what nonsense well, it's like Absolutely. with Star Trek, they say that all the time, where it's like, well, Lower Decks, uh, Gene Roddenberry would be rolling in his grave, you know, that kind of thing. Or like Discovery is so woke, like, yeah, I, mean, I guess. And, you know, Star Trek has always been woke. Been woke, right? Shatner even <laughs> said that Star Trek is too woke now. Oh, that we're was in those great, episodes. I saw a cheaty meme. Yeah, the cheaty meme was great. Like, you you were there. <laughs> I probably saw the exact same one. You were uh, there. I think Elon Musk is hating on it for two reasons he didn't do it himself his biggest competitor did um bezos and i think he falls under that umbrella of people that we don't want to dignify with their response he's a white fascist piece of shit it was like why are there women leading a show and why are there people of color in middle earth i think musk easily falls into that troll category and he just likes attention he does like attention. Um, yeah, I love Jonesy, your comment earlier where it's like, what does Elon Musk think about this before I have this donut? What do we think? What do we think? Um, so as we scroll through this, let's get more specific about some of the show. Um, one of the things I did like, so I'm going to talk about a place, then I'm going to ask about a character. Um, or I'm going to say a thing that I loved. I loved being able to see Kazak Doom at like the height of its power. Like it looked amazing. It looked gorgeous. The the dwarf kingdom, uh, getting to yeah. see how that oh, looked. Yeah. And it's Danny to your point about them kind of making it look like the Peter Jackson films. It's I have already have in my mind an established. Um, image of what this place looks like and so given that these have such a familiar and similar visual language getting to see it now now quote unquote now looks amazing and from that perspective i really do like that they did try to visually i don't know try the fact that they did visually connect them um when it comes to the the trial between the trial between Durin and Elrond. What'd you guys think about that? That was kind of fun. I enjoyed I, I it. Fun. A lot. Guys think? I, I enjoyed it because the because I had no idea where it was going. You know, it, it was the, what why is he why is he agreed to this? He clearly knows what this trial is. And then the 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 punchline of it all was that the dwarf was pissed off with the elf 
because he didn't turn up to his wedding. And I just thought, obviously, that's important because they've known each other for hundreds of years at this point, right? Not just, oh, I met this bloke down the pub last week. But that whole thing was to show just how much of a good friendship they have. Like, I've had two kids. And I, and I loved that. I thought it was wonderful. And again, because I was completely ignorant about any of it, whatever it means, I was like, where is this going? And the payoff for me, that little conversation, was just brilliant. And the way that the, way that the dwarfs... Um, were acting and the way that uh, as as the as the race um, and everything just paid off brilliantly and I think that attention to detail is one of the things that I'm really enjoying about the show because that was that could have been a pointless five minutes of the rock smashing but the payoff was so good it was worth it yeah. I thought it was brilliant yeah. yeah I think that's what's going to make some of this interesting so we've talked about a, a time period I don't know where we are in this three and a half thousand years. But gotcha. for elves being such long-lived creatures, he Elrond even said it like, oh, it was 20 years already? Like time for them just passes in the blink of an eye. Um, Galandriel was gone and presumably hadn't seen Elrond for a century or more. And so it was very interesting to go back to that specific moment and where it seems like he missed her for a very long time. Time just flew by. Um, in that 20 yeah. years nick what'd you think about that well i liked it a lot like i i like that because i was like thinking having you know not knowing a lot about like i know elves lived a long time but jesus like they're like teenagers so the and then young adults just remind us that dwarves live a fairly long chunk of time too that's why yeah. their friendship relationship could be the way it is um yeah sorry and just a well, it's like, yeah, she remembers. The, wasn't she there? She was, yeah, she was a kid when they left the old lands, I think. So she's been yep. alive for all of this. And she was a teenager when her brother got killed. Um, so, yeah, I found that very interesting. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of um, Luke Skywalker's line in uh, Mandalorian, where he's like, I'm sure there's a line similar to it in Lord of the Rings when uh, Aragorn's hitched to an elf, where it's like, you know, like you can have this Mandalorian guy, but he'll be dead long before you're even like another hundred years old. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why I started there as a question, because I, time seems like it's I don't know if it's going to be a big deal, but we've already had several time jumps within just the course of this, like from where we saw her at the beginning as a child then Nick, to your point, as a teenager, and then hundreds of years of chasing Sauron. Um, and so there are characters that we've met now. I'm curious how long we're going to be with these humans who don't last yeah. as long or these the dwarves thing. who don't live quite as long. Are we going to have like just centuries where it's like, oh, yeah, this person is dead? Um, oh, that, I think it's more of a setup, but that'd be very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. Maybe even new seasons, like that. jumps. Yeah, I didn't even think of that because yeah, I I just saw it as like, oh, she's kind of like the opening speech in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. She's like, oh, here's the history. So she's like, oh, here's my history. Here's what I got to hear. But yeah, you could not even every season, just any random old episode, you could be like, oh, it's a thousand years later, and half the character, <laughs> even half the dwarves you knew were, are dead. It's just the only characters that are constant are the elves and the wizards. Yeah, I mean, so you've got, so um, Kyle dropped a note in there. So we've got elves that live for like thousands of years, dwarves that live for hundreds of years, but all of our pairings 
are of people that will live for a very long time and people that will live for very short amounts of time um, comparatively. So it'll be an interesting show to see that going forward. Um, what do you guys think of Galandriel and her quest? Because for me, I really like what they're doing with kind of the um, the corruption of the quest for vengeance. It's a storyline we've yeah. seen again and again and again. Um, yeah. But I like I seeing seeing this with her and, and watching the story. And what's fun, what's the most fun about it to me is given that these characters live for such a long time, it's funny to me that Elrond has no recollection he has no memory he's never been to the place where she was born so he's talking about this song and how you know you get to go there and all this other stuff and he's talking about it like it's this grand thing she's looking at him like i've fucking been there like I, we had to leave there <laughs> yeah i had to, I, w- I was born there you know don't talk to me about the ancient language i was i was fucking born there um and i love that contrast because it's just it's fun to watch and see how her journey is kind of I say corrupted, but that's the best way that um, made her salty. Salty. Let's go with salty. Um, What do you think about her and her journey? I enjoyed that too. I was in, when I was watching it, I'm sitting there going, I love the fact that they're showing that she's slowly going in at the moment into that gray area between good and bad, where she's become so obsessed with this revenge on this bad guy that she's dabbling a little bit in the, should we say, the darker side, right? Especially knowing what we saw with her in the original trilogy and the very dark turn she shows in The Hobbit when she goes, Gandalf, get out of here because I'm about to go ballistic on this this guy. So you don't want to be around kind of thing. And you see her go full dark Galadriel, right? And I like the fact that they're, they're showing bits of that. They're showing that she gets slightly tetchy about stuff. She's very stubborn and very driven. And I think that that arc, I guess we could call it, that we're going to see over this season, and I've no doubt there'll be another season, is going to be awesome. And it all I love the fact that that is shown and it is blending into what we just talked about, the, the, the three movies or six movies that we're kind of familiar with. I re- I'm really enjoying it. And I think this actress is doing a great job of showing that too. At the moment, she's got that certain restraint, but every now and then you see a little glimmer of she could go batshit crazy at any moment. And this is over for her, I guess, you know, millennia at the moment. She's been feeling this and having this eating away at her, this need for revenge. Um, But, you know, we can't really understand because we live very short lives compared to her. I I think it's great. And I love that gray area that she seems to be in at the moment. Yeah. The visual of her stacking the skulls on top of that. I think that was even before her brother died. Right. So what did she say to? uh, That was right after her brother died, I thought. Was it before? I thought it was. I, I was thought right. I think it was during the, the same battle, was... wasn't it? I think it was the same time. Yeah, I found... thought she was stacking the skulls and then her brother died. Well, it wasn't the, the skulls, it was the helmets. It was, was the helmets? helmets? Yeah, I'm sorry. Helmets. Yeah. I thought one of the helmets was her brother's. We, because of the voiceover at the time, I think we were kind of led to believe that the helmet that we saw her picking up was mm-hmm. his. I don't was think his. that was necessary because that would have been quite hard. <laughs> so I to, got, took away from it. She pulled it off his head. But I got the feeling, yeah, but you're right, James, it's the same principle, skulls or helmets, the way she was stacking them and, and, and placing it on that on that Jenga tower that could quite easily have come down at any point. Um, well, they were elves stacking them, so they were yeah. precise and Very perfect, talented. right? In fairness, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you could tell that was the start, the beginning of the end of the beginning. So yeah, 
Brilliant. I think the writers have done a great job with this so far as well to give us all this yeah. stuff and not just too What much. did she say to the human that it would take how many of your lifetimes to name all the people that I've lost or something oh, like yeah. that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> Nick, same question about Galandriel and, and the corruption and the quest for vengeance. Uh, G- Galadriel, there's no N in there, Jonesy. Galadriel. What did I say? You keep it sounds Galand. like you're Galand. Oh, and I think that's because of the accents in the show, maybe playing on your ears. But yeah, Galadriel. Galadriel. Yeah, Galadriel. Galadriel. Um, I don't have a lot to add based on what you guys already said. I got the same feeling with, I mean, just like the metaphor of the ring corrupting, or even uh, in this we might see and we see a knife of some side corrupting man or a boy. Um, it's very similar to that. I mean, that's kind of been Lord of the Rings thing is like, oh, you're like, you're the good guy, but it's a little tilt, kind of like Star Wars. But yeah, okay. Star Wars. So let me ask you about that. So that is Theo, uh, the person that you're talking about with the sword. So he finds this blade and it is, for lack of a, a better term right now, that is our ring, right? It is the thing mm-hmm. that speaks to um, him and whispers to him. it speaks it it has like a wreath of flame in there and it has new powers uh, it was drawing in his blood uh, and seemed to be reforming itself based on drinking blood um there's a lot is of conversation blade, is it the broken yeah. blade of, of Mor- Mor- morgoth is that his name the, the main guy that was defeated i don't know blade. i don't know what it is I don't I know what the blade is yet. Something about it. I Do we? we? Had, I have something about it. I thought something was revealed about it, about why it was hidden away with all that stuff. I might have missed it. Um, Maybe, well, me too. I thought we knew something about where that blade was or what that blade was, not that it was just a broken... Do you guys not blade. know what that area is? So that is the area. Isn't that what is going to become Mordor? Yes. Yeah. That's um so, so that, what does that, that mean should... in the context of the sword being found who does it belong to do you think yeah who do you think it, it is most likely belonged to and it looks very similar Morgoth. to their 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 crew Sauron. yeah because yeah. no, all every Sauron. time i see the symbol i'm like i see the eye Morgoth. Yeah. symbols yeah. that whole, so that whole eye, is what's that yeah, yeah. that's the it's, big it, boss it's his broken blade that's what or with that's what it seems. Okay, that's cool. what it most likely seems like. Because yeah, that area is what what does become Mordor. They were talking about how it looked. How it looked before the elves got there. It was this rocky, barren nothingness. And as they took the land, they were able to you know make it a bit better. And then the humans so come in, and yeah. I um, have a redonkulous theory, knowing nothing about the extended material. Let's hear it. That Sauron doesn't have a physical form yet, or he left to physical form and that kid is going to become Sauron through the power of the, the blade. It's going to like kind of corrupt him and form. You're not wrong. That's the moving. wizards, the wizards can, according to cam take uh, different forms. They're not necessarily even here physically. So yeah, it's, it's possible you could have seen Sauron again, According to Cam, you guys can hear uh, his thoughts on review of the rings on Saturdays uh, that you may have already seen him because he could have been a freaking brick in a, in a wall for all, all we know. Like <laughs> literally it's, it's that level of, of possibilities. But yeah, 
I'm going to use my yeah, I read shifting power to turn into a brick. Well, I read something even said that Sauron made himself fair to trick the elves, right? So mm. it's entirely possible we've seen him even in that form. It'll be interesting yeah, uh, to see if we do get him in what form he he takes in this series. Um, some other question I was going to ask you guys and it just jumped out of my head. Um, crap. It is gone. Oh, Danny, I know you're game or used to be a gamer. Nick, I know you play games some. Um, did you guys ever play the Shadow of Mordor games or the Shadow of War games? No, I like I, the, I like the movie tie-in games. Those are really fun back on the GameCube. I played them Jones. The EA games. Yeah. Um, did you so Kyle, you stepped away when I asked this question. Did you read the books? Yes. Okay. So then I will probably be alone in this. When I saw Kelebrimbor, Kelle, I can't say these names, Kelebrimbor pop up, mm-hmm. I got super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, I, I did the the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. <laughs> um, as a book reader, did that give you more feels than just playing the game? Um, no, not yet. And I and and only because we've we've gotten just a little bit. It's it's still one of those really cool like that's a big deal. Like I don't even know if people watching yeah. the show understand how big of a deal this particular character is. The the stuff he sets in so. motion. I I think I don't think people understand what these rings are about to do because there's there's about to be a lot of them. Um, yeah. But uh, mostly, I'm waiting to see how his uh journey goes i'm excited about it definitely and it's it's way different than the game of of course but right i'm still i'm still trying to ab- absorb what's going on here but i can see where okay. it would hit people in in the fields it's yeah it's it's like when you hear i'm trying to think of a of a relative uh myth it, it's like all of the the stuff about say uh darth bane or darth plagueis and then him finally making an, an appearance in a right. in a authorized uh medium yeah. yeah it's yeah it'd be a big deal that might no longer be canon yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i so do you, nick and danny do you guys know who he is no all right that's just all these names run together. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, that's why I'm. I'm that's it's why I'm like struggling. Star Trek or um, Star Wars or it's like oh, in the so, end, I don't remember any of these names because. What I liked about him was it, they made it kind of apparent where I think his arc is going to go. So he's the person that uh, helps Sauron make the rings. He is tricked. I think. I guess is a way of saying. It. Is he the um, builder? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I assume that tower he's building is also going to be Sauron's tower. Is my initial assumption, especially since it's Mordor. Even though he showed his designs, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a big old eye at the top of that eventually. Yeah. Um. But you hear him talking about kind of this longing of wanting to create something, um akin to the Cimmerillions, right? He's like, I've never made anything like that. They're these jewels that yeah. Morgoth thought was just so gorgeous that he stared at. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I could never do anything like that. And you can see this longing and this ambition to be that. And so what does that mean? And what is that, what does that ambition turn into? 
Yeah. So I'm really Loving curious it. to see where that journey goes. We'll see how quickly yeah, they know. go through this too, or if they really take their time. Like, I've read uh, that they have like a they have this all planned out, and I imagine for this amount of money, like I, I hope so. Um, you know, helps to have a plan. So um, <laughs> even if I didn't enjoy it, I'm glad it. So I did enjoy it, but even if I hadn't enjoyed it, I'm glad it's doing well because sources inside Amazon say that Amazon will wipe the rest of their plate clean if this flops because that's basically it. just like with new line I mean, cinema did it like all their money's in this and like they'll can there one source said they would cancel everything from the boys to every other show they have if this doesn't do well because they just won't have the the money so in the context of amazon i'm really curious what does success look like they've spent a billion dollars on this show what does success look like is it awards is it more people subscribing to Amazon Prime? Is it um, some Eyeballs. combination of all of the above? I don't know what. It, yeah, I don't know what it looks like. Do you? Yeah, I, you? I, I, it's I would hard to judge a company where that's only at, one part of their revenue. Yeah, I would think success for them is some sort of recognition, industry-wide recognition, so awards of some scripture, and and. Um, fans liking it and before we go you know other fans that are around but i think the general people saying how good it is um and award recognition i think is success for them because i think it then gives their tv line amazon prime some sort of credibility and things and i think that's what they really want we're not just throwing out a load of other rubbish shows and i actually think they've had some good shows on amazon already i've watched quite a lot of stuff i mean everything from from movies that i've liked to invincible the um the the cartoon series they had i like a lot of their stuff so i think maybe that's what they're looking for to be seen as a competitor in the streaming market and not be defeated all the time by netflix now we've discussed netflix's interesting model and they're they're fall from grace so to speak but that's what i think jonesy i think they'll be the place that oh there's good quality tv on disney on apple and on amazon and I think That's they need more so of a, I think they want more of an identity. Oh. So I was just going to drop this in. As far as reviews go, we didn't do the thing that I normally do. Oh, 84% from the critics, 39% from the audience. Oh, shit. Really? And that is because it's currently getting review bombed. And I oh, think, okay. I think, Kyle, you talked about this. Um, there's, there's, as fantasy properties seem to entail, there's a degree of racism, mm -hmm. uh, occurring. There are people of color and significant Even number sexism of women. sexism too. They're like, why is yeah, she I was going to say a significant of number show. of women. You know, we talked about it at the top of this, uh, discussion, right? Elon Musk leading the charge. And so it seems like folks are on happy we got uh it's also a very vocal minority manny and i talked about it uh yesterday the the uh 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 racist stuff going on from certain aspects of the uh of the uh uh audience and we were i i'm guessing we got a bunch of down votes on the video because we're saying that yeah it's not right to be upset like stop being mad about a black not Hobbitses stop being mad about a Hispanic dark, you know, a brown skin elf. Stop being upset about it because it doesn't make sense to be upset about it. You know, but what, whatever. Yeah. People are assholes. Um, 
<laughs> so in response to that, um, they've actually started suspending reviews for mm -hmm. 72 hours on Amazon based yeah. on this. Yeah. On Amazon, uh, to help combat that. Um, what makes it frustrating is that they seem to fantasy seems to have become a term that means fantasizing about a world that doesn't have people of color or women in leading roles. That's what fantasy seems to have come to mean in our modern society. And every time we have one of these shows, if it's a game of Thrones, if it's a ring of power, if it is something of that nature, they're like, I didn't even say like star Wars and Marvel, which is fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, she Hulk twerking got a whole lot more attention than any of the other male characters who have danced in there. I just remember that <laughs> fantasy, especially, uh, seems to have that um, yep. that stigma. It's and because so that's that sucks. I was going to ask, do you guys think that's because, other than the occasional uh, Eastern fantasy, that all we ever see is European myths and legends? Yes. All we see is European based stuff. So instead of constantly remaking regardless of who you cast in the roles but remaking endless grim and mother goose and and other uh uh hans christian fairy tales why aren't we digging into south and central american uh why aren't we digging into middle eastern why aren't we digging into to african myths and legends and fairy tales to tell all new original stories i mean i mean it's the same reason why um you don't see as many women, as many people of color. Like it's getting better. Yeah. But I think from a studio exec perspective, there is what sells. Risk. Exactly. Right. And so you, and it's funny that we're having this conversation and talking about Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings is the granddaddy of this archetype, right? This, this world. Um, and so from a lot of perspective of quote unquote fans, there is no room in those worlds. Cause I remember when Liv Tyler played a character in uh, Lord of the Rings, I mm -hmm. think she was made up for the purpose of the movie and people were losing their minds about that. Arwen. Um, yeah. Arwen. What's his name's daughter. Yep. Elrond. And love not, too well. not, not Aragorn. made up. No, not no, made up. Very important. In the, she's very important. Expanded in the role. Maybe expanded role, but the not the made Hobbit. up. The um, Hobbit elf played by what, uh, uh, the wasp, she's made up. Yeah, like let's. But that was like one also. of the things. Um, before the show was released, when early reviews were coming out, people were talking about uh, um, whether or not Elrond is is gay, and a lot of people were forgetting about the daughter aspect later on in in life. I brought it up with Cam on on review of the rings to see what he thought. I think some people might be reading into just the. Uh, Anerisms. The effeminate of of elves, which are often shown as more feminine, and I don't think it's necessarily meant to be anything, but maybe I I don't know because they're beautiful people. They're they're angelic like beings, and and angels in Christian iconography are shown androgynous or feminine fe featured, regardless of whether or not they're they're got a male uh, persona. So. It, it all connects, I think, some people reading into things too too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to find what I remember reading because I definitely remember reading something. And I want yeah, to make we do sure think it's right. Evangeline Lilly's character in The Hobbit, Jonesy, that was a, like, should we say, a made up No, this was before too. that. I'll find it. Think I'll find it. Rings. Yeah, I'll find it and I will, I'll drop it in the Discord if and when I can find oh, it. Cool. Um, yeah, because maybe the listener can help. This is me trying to remember something I read 20 years ago mm. um, at this point, because it was about the original trilogy. Tom original Bombadil, man. Lord of the Rings. Tom Bombadil trilogy. never got his day in court. It happens. That's my it last happens. thing I have to say. <laughs> um, anything else to say about Lord of the Rings? Watch it. Yeah, yeah watch I it. Agree. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah, there's a question I want to ask you guys, but I realized that it was uh, specific to the third episode. So and I haven't seen we'll it talk yet. about it next time. Don't ask we'll that. talk about it cool. next time. I will not ask. I don't <laughs> want to spoil it. We'll get, we won't get any no, response. No, 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 no. Um, so, folks, if you like what you heard, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, jump on the Discord. Let us know what you think about Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, Rings of Power. God damn that title power there's no the power yeah all the rings let us know what you think of the rings the cocks um and all those other good things as well as any of the other stories we talked about on the show (laughs) today other than that we will catch you on the next one hasta lasagna mission accomplished Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.